Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. to Are We There Yet? I'm Katie Gossett, and when babies come into the world, it takes time to understand it. And just when they think they've got it all figured out... Fairness, as in life being fair. <laughs> oh, they all think that one of the girls is the favourite. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's one of the analogies in our house. It's not fair. That cry is so familiar. Yep, all of a sudden it's like, well, hang on it can feel like things are weighted in someone else's favour. My son got invited to a birthday party and my daughter can't understand why she can't go. So that's not fair in her eyes. And the elder girls say, oh, you're always talking about her. So they, they get a bit grotty sometimes. And it seems like no one's immune. Thinking about my own experience and, and, and hearing that cry, that's not fair, that's not fair. Yep even in Catherine Gallagher's house, and she's our clinical psychologist. The issue persists. Children feel aggrieved because it feels like someone else is getting something better. That cry is so familiar as a parent, but it can also strike fear into our hearts, because what if they're right? Which is why most of us actually try and be even-handed with our kids. Obviously you have to be fair and you have to be seen to be being fair. The younger one always wants to do what the older one's doing. So what we have always done is put age limits on things. So when you're eight, you can have your ears pierced. I do make an effort to spend time with each of them. It doesn't always work, but that's the goal. <laughs> and parents have probably always tried to be fair. Check out this chirpy little ad for a parenting show back in 1976. Three Under. A series for parents with children under the age of three. Just teaching them that there are other people for even mum to look after. That's really important, that they're not the only person in this world. But maybe, now here's a thought, maybe things aren't meant to be entirely fair. It's interesting to note that other generations didn't seem to have that problem, <laughs> didn't seem to prioritise that. I mean, boys got everything. Oldest boys did even better out of the deal. Now, of course, I'm not advocating to return to male privilege, but what I'd like to think is that we've kind of swung the pendulum too far and said that nobody should have the experience of being disappointed or having to wait or not getting what they want. OK, so where should the pendulum be? There's a middle ground where we typically get what we need, sometimes get what we want, but actually we also have to deal with the fact that someone else is getting something we're not. Why else do you think we've got in the situation nowadays where they're having to have special classes to prepare for the fact that your child might not get an award at an assembly? You know, the pendulum is out of hand. Personally, I feel that you can't have everything dropped in your lap all the time just because you want it. So sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes delayed gratification is something that you need to have in life. Life needs to have some unfairness in it because 
someone's getting the job and someone won't. In a race, someone actually worked really hard to win that race. And if you're last, that doesn't make you a lesser person. It just makes you not so fast. And actually, it's okay for us to have things that we're good at and things that we're not so good at. I think we've somehow got the message that far from being character building, dealing with unfairness is actually harmful. And that simply is just not the case. This comes back to resilience. I mean, we've always known that resilience is a good thing, being able to cope when life throws stuff at us. But I think that the tricky thing for me, the tricky transition as a parent, is realising that in order to build resilience, that scrupulously fair thing I've always done with my kids may not actually be necessary. In reality, your job as a parent isn't to be fair, but it's to provide the support that each child needs when they need it, most of the time. This will mean that some kids get more at certain times and that this is okay. In fact, the truth is that it is character building to have to be patient, to not get everything we want and to feel frustrated. Of course, now hear this really clearly, love is never something that needs to be rationed and there should always be plenty of that to go around. But unfortunately, I think we've got confused between love and stuff and attention and they aren't always the same thing. A very different reaction from my eldest child when we brought the baby home. Um, the oldest one was three and a half. Of course, much is made of birth order and what that means about how fair things are. That was the case in the 70s too. And then she went into her bedroom very quietly that night and lined every single possession that she had up along the wall. And nothing was allowed to be touched for weeks. Now, I was a 70s baby myself, and actually the baby of the family. So I thought that my older siblings got to do more than I did, and I think they thought I was spoiled. The fact is that no matter where you fall in the family, there are probably always going to be pros and cons. Yes, a firstborn might get more adult attention, more photos taken of them, but then they've had to survive anxious parents practising on them. Often later-born babies have parents who are a bit more potentially chilled and skilled, have older siblings to play with and look up to, have never known what it's like to have all of the adult attention, and so don't know they've lost it. Whereas, in fact, this is the situation they've been born into, so they often can roll with things a little bit more easily. And also, if you're the baby, guess what? You get to stay being the baby. And the other thing that can change for different children is what's going on with the family budget. As time goes on, often there's a bit more money floating around. And if you're the child who comes last, you can reap the benefits of that, as Catherine found out. As my sister in her leotard story illustrates, hers was homemade with love, as my mother would say. Bright orange, I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> Mine, as the youngest, was bought, and my sister has never quite forgiven me for that. But sometimes there isn't more money, and so fairness has to be planned for with a few rules. If one child gets money spent on them for particular interest or hobby, I think you have to kind of try at some point to balance it up with other children as well because, yes, otherwise it just feeds into sibling jealousy very quickly. I think I've always had a thing with them that everybody does one thing each. So one thing you love in a sport. I always tried to have a bit of one-on-one time with them when they were younger because someone might be at kindy or someone might be at school. Shoes is a big thing in our house. Oh, my goodness, they go through shoes. And we have a deal that, depending on which term it is, depends on who gets new shoes. (laughs) But, of course, every family is different and every child is different. So what's the common ground that we should all aim for? 
Is there some kind of rule that we can all follow around this whole fairness thing? It's being aware of the stuff that can be an issue and try to cater for some of that, but we don't have to apologise for it. It is what it is. And I think that's one of the things that in modern generations we're kind of going, does it have to be what it is and we can change it? Whereas sometimes we've got to say to kids, it is what it is. And actually it's you feeling differently about it is going to help you move through this, not me changing the environment. So our job as parents is kind of to help reframe what it is they see and help them accept that imbalances are okay sometimes. Because after all, although it doesn't always seem like it, we are actually in charge. And I think sometimes we kind of forget that. Now, again, we don't want to be completely arbitrary or certainly don't want to set out to be unfair. Because I think, again, we kind of think that if we're not being fair, then we're by definition being unfair. Whereas in actual fact, there's a really big middle in between, which just says we're just being. Yes. It's yeah. not black and white. And fear versus unfear feels black and white. And in actual fact, I don't know about your worlds, but my world has a whole lot of grey in it. But that did kind of make me think about really big imbalances. Sometimes you just give one of the kids more than the other because... Well, the situation presents itself. And Catherine had some ideas about that too. Absolutely. We hold the bigger picture. And it might be that someone's sporting activity costs thousands of dollars and the other one is playing tiddlywinks. And, you know, you could look at that monetary value and go, gosh, that other child is much more important. No. In fact, I might go along to your tiddlywinks, you know, tournaments and be there as a parent and support. So it's not just about the stuff. So fairness, I think kids boil it down and often we can boil it down to stuff, to things and it's more than that Actually, a big part of it, as Catherine hints there, is time Now I don't know about you, but as a parent for me, time is a hot commodity so how we divvy up that time to each of our children is pretty important when it comes to fairness For example, we had a stage where it was martial arts and it was $60 a month and it was like huge, you know But we didn't have to do anything to do with that. We basically dropped off and picked up. But then you've got Play Centre, for example, where the fees are really low, but as a parent you're spending your time there. So what's actually costing more? Of course, there are always going to be times when one of your children needs a bit more support than the others because something's going on. But Catherine suggests that we spell that out to the other children so they understand why one of their siblings is getting a bit more attention at the moment. What doesn't help is if we permanently feel guilty about what is at the moment. And that's where having a sit down with the kids and go, hey, look, I realise that little Johnny is needing a bit more support right now and we're doing this for us as a family and let's make sure we have some one-on-one time and let's go on a date and go and have a hot chocolate and have some special time together. But just so you know, this isn't because he's more special, it's because this is what he's needing right now. And when you need us, we're right there for you. And that lesson that family life is about give and take should also help out there in the big wide world. It's great if most things can be fair, but it's not essential. And in fact, chucking the odd unfairness is a good practice for life. Of course, this needs to be done in the context of lots of love and support when a child has to work through the tough feelings that are no doubt going to come up when they're sitting with it. It's not fair! And even if you explain why you need to support a particular sibling at that time, kids are still going to feel aggrieved. So you do need to just... Pick your time and give them a chance to work through those feelings. When they're in the middle of a feeling, often that's not the best time to go, hey, this is good for you. 
Because when they're in the middle of the feeling, they're really angry. So at that time, it's going, yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? And actually, sometimes mums just have to make decisions. Building the context around it can be around, you know, after the fact or at other times, we're saying, hey, you know how that happened the other day? You know, the reason I do this stuff is because actually life's not always going to be fair. Sometimes I have talked about to my children what we've discussed in previous episodes and I've said actually this thing you're experiencing at the moment is really good for you. (laughs) Muddy Catherine! What's me on about? I've said in fact that you're feeling a bit disappointed that's actually quite good because it means you'll be best prepared for next time. And they're like, oh, so yeah. (laughs) Over time they may come to hate you. (laughs) They, They won't be the first. But of course we do need to strike a balance so kids don't get the idea that they'll have to cope with constant disappointment. If they've had a life where things have been unfair and they've had no voice in that and that's a continual pattern, then absolutely you can see how you know that could become a problem. Whereas if in most other aspects of their life their voice is heard, you know, their opinion is taken into consideration, if they are saying that's not fair, you go, yeah, I can, I can hear you, I can hear you feeling that. And this is actually how we've come to that conclusion. All of those kinds of conversations are money in the bank. But there will be times when you just go, it is. And that's actually okay too. And that's it. This podcast was produced and presented by me, Katie Gossett, with input from Adam McCauley, and it was engineered by Alex Harmer. The executive producer of podcasts and series is Tim Watkin. And as usual, the lovely archival audio comes courtesy of Na Taonga Sound and Vision. If you enjoyed this, you can find other episodes of Are We There Yet on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or go to rnz.co.nz and check out the podcast page. And while you're there, have a listen to It Takes a Village, which has lots of other great parenting advice. And don't forget to join me next time where I'll be talking about children and chores. 